Good evening, everyone. Quick, uh, quick pop quiz. Um, what did Jesus talk about most in his ministry? More than anything else. I, I, know, we're, I know we're Catholics, but you can shout it out. Just say it. Come on. Anybody? No. The kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God, right? The kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. Talked about that more than any other thing. Another thing that he talked about quite a bit, though, was money. And in today's very unique parable, Jesus combines those two things. You know, like all the parables of Christ, in order to really understand his message, we need to understand the uh, historical context. What was life like at the time when they heard Jesus tell this story today? So here is what it looked like at that time. So the time of the year where he's preaching this was September, just like we are now. And September was the month when grapes were harvested in ancient Israel. And having the harvest come due at this time sometimes caused a problem because September was also the month when rainy season began in Israel. If torrential rains came before the harvest, the entire crop could be severely damaged. And so harvesting the grapes often became a race against time. Kind of like you know, farming now, you know, you got to get it. You got to get them harvested at the right time. To, you know, to illustrate, um, consider a scenario that, you know, may or may not have been the one Jesus had in mind when he told today's parable. In any event, I think this can give us a, a better understanding of the parable. You know, picture uh, a vineyard owner waiting to the last minute to harvest his grapes. For the riper the grape, you know, the better its taste. And one morning he wakes up and he sees that the sky is black with storm clouds. The torrential rains are coming. So the owner, he rushes to the marketplace to hire workers to pick his grapes. And as the day progresses, however, he sees that the storm is gaining on the workers. And he goes back several more times to hire more workers to pick his grapes before the storm hits. Well, the owner's efforts pay off and he gets his grapes picked in time. He's so happy that he decides to celebrate and pay all the workers a full day's wage, even though some had worked only a couple hours. You know, reading between the lines here of the parable, I think we get the impression that the workers who were hired at the start of the day may not have worked as hard as they could have, for it's surprising that a, an experienced owner should you know, miscalculate so badly the number of workers he needed for his harvest. But on the other hand, the owner's decision to pay part-time workers a, a full day's wage and to pay them ahead of the other workers suggests they had worked extra hard, perhaps. 
So when the other workers complained, the vineyard owner said to them, I am not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Are you envious because I am generous? So let's try to figure this out. You know, why did Jesus tell this parable? What point was he trying to make to the people of his time? In other words, who did the full-time workers and the part-time workers represent in Jesus' time? Well, the part-time workers and many church fathers throughout the centuries and their commentaries have, have reflected on this and said, you know, that those part-time workers represent the sinners and outcasts of the day. They were the people who had a life-changing encounter with our Lord and reformed their lives. They were people like the good thief on the cross who repented at the last minute and was saved. They were people like the prodigal son in that beautiful story who repented after leaving home and was welcomed back by his father. The full-time workers, on the other hand, were people like the Pharisees who became angry when sinners repented and entered God's kingdom at the last minute. They were people like the, the elder brother of that prodigal son. Remember, he became angry when his brother repented and was received by his father with open arms. In effect, Jesus says of these people, behold how loving your heavenly father is. Contrast that, contrast his great love with your own lack of love towards your brothers and sisters. You know, to appreciate even more the lack of love that the full-time workers in the story had for the part-time workers, you know, think about this as well. The part-time workers who were standing idle in the marketplace later in the day, you know, they were not loafers. They were in the marketplace because that was where day laborers gathered to seek employment. They would come early in the morning and wait around until late in the afternoon, hoping someone would hire them. And they probably didn't get hired because they were the weakest of the ones gathered. You know, the farmers would come and want to, to hire the strongest and the best, you know, first. You know, life of these workers was hard. Their families lived hand-to-mouth existence. Many of them lived on the brink of starvation. If a father of a family failed to get employment one day, his family often went hungry the next day. If a worker found work in the morning, and the, the family rejoiced. So it's against this background that we can, we can just see how lacking in love the full-time workers were. They were begrudging their unfortunate neighbors their next day's meal. And so the parable shows the, the contrast between the loving attitude of the vineyard owner and the, and the hard hearts of the full-time workers. My friends, you know, this parable, it gives a, 
gives us a practical understanding of, of how we ought to treat our brothers and sisters who are most need. But, you know, all of Christ's parables always point to something higher. They help us understand the spiritual message, the meaning of eternal life and the, the kingdom of heaven. The vineyard, you know, it represents the kingdom of heaven. God is the landowner, and we are the workers in the vineyard. This, this parable, it illustrates the ways of God's mercy. It explains the incredible generosity of God's steadfast love and forgiveness. You know, it might seem like God is being unjust in this parable of the workers. But what he's actually being is, is merciful. It might seem like God is being unfair, but he, he's actually being generous. And that's what the kingdom of heaven is like. It's, it's the radical generosity and, and mercy of God. You know, the parable, it talks about two types of people. Those who are saved at the last moment, at the end of a very wicked life, who repent at the, the 11th hour before the moment of death. And the other group of people are those who were, who were baptized as an infant. They live a life of grace and holiness, good works and growth and merit and sanctity. But those people, through God's abundant generosity and mercy, will receive the pledge of eternal life in the kingdom of God. You know, so this parable is meant to reveal that to us. It helps us understand that God's mercy is, is so radical that even if someone converts, repents, and turns from sin at the very end of their life, they still can receive the joy and the grace and the blessing of the everlasting kingdom of God. And I think that's a message people need to hear, brothers and sisters. That is a message of hope. It is a challenging message because it paints a picture of a God who is so much more generous and merciful than we could ever be. But that's precisely why the news of Christianity is such good news. Because it, it means that there's always a place for those who come to the Lord with a contrite heart. So I think today's gospel challenges us and invites us to reflect upon how deeply we desire to see those who have not yet given their lives to God to come to Him and receive the fullness of grace. Look at those people with the con within the context of this parable. Examine how you feel about those laborers who have not yet begun their service of God. Let's, exa let's examine also our feeling toward those who seem undeserving of the fullness of God's grace. If we find that we have jealousy or judge others from the perspective of earthly justice, let's work to eliminate that perspective so that our heart's desire is to see God bestow the fullness of mercy upon everyone in the world when they turn to him with a contrite heart.
as a psalm. The psalm today, it says, the Lord will not reject a contrite heart because the Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. The Lord is good to all and compassionate toward all his works. That is what this parable was meant to demonstrate. Amen.